EMS Radio. The EMS Garage is a production of EMSRadio.com. You can find us on Facebook, just search EMS Garage. You can find us on Twitter at EMS Garage. Email us, EMSGarage at gmail.com, or call us, 303 Hello, everybody, and welcome to the EMS Garage. I'm your host, Chris Montero. Welcome to EMS Expo. Hey, Steve Worth. How are you guys doing? Uh, It's EMS Expo 2010. And if you were in the audience this morning, you may have heard it. Next year, it's going to be called EMS World, and I'm pretty excited about that. We actually got an update yesterday from Scott. Scott Cravens. And he came on the show. I can't remember people's names. It's really bad already. Uh, Scott Cravens came on the show and gave us a brief um, update about EMS World and where we're going with that. Well, we are very excited to be a part of that. And we're excited to be in the Zoll-sponsored podcast studio today. And uh, as you can hear, there's a lot of stuff going on behind us. So if you're in the audience, you're heading over to get food. Come on by. Hey, Chris Call. Thank you. Um, uh, come on by, get some food. Come on back to our podcast studio. We have T-shirts to give away every show. So grab some food. Come on by. I'm Chris Montera. This is the EMS Garage, and we're happy to be joined by a few guests today. Um, this podcast is specifically sponsored by Philips, and we're going to be talking about open data management, and we're going to be talking about uh, different ways to use data and how vendors can make their stuff easy for uh, people that create data programs and and such to really uh, make it make it so everybody can have the data so uh, I'm Chris Monterey this is we have a lot of Chris's today Chris Sabalero see I got it it's yes good job. it's That's because really you're good. standing next to me it and is. you might hit me so I, t- I know that I told him if he didn't get it right I was gonna smack him so I can't <laughs> smack him when we're on the podcast I know uh, normally we're like a couple thousand miles away so this is better did a good job, but uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today. It's good to see you guys face-to-face, and uh, you guys are a lot taller, uh, actually, in person wow. than you are on the podcast. Even Chris. Yeah, even Chris, <laughs> that's right. He's, he's sitting. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I thought, he was, I thought he was standing. No, I haven't no, said okay. He'll be shorter. Uh, well, and that other voice you hear is Kyle David Bates, hey, the good. Kyle David Bates. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm ready for tonight. Uh, yeah, you're going to go down. Yeah, no. Uh, we have a little bet on darts, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to taking you down. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, well, either way, <laughs> he's still going down. I'm taking him out. Uh, well, uh, apparently the first time I damaged his ego when we were in D.C. or something like that. I don't damaged know. Damaged the ego. And that's what he said. That's not what I said. That's what, that's what your wife said. said. Yeah, okay, well, said. if your wife said it, then I believe it. Uh, also joining us is Chris Jones from Image Trend. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. So, Chris, whenever somebody new comes on the EMS Garage, I don't know if you've heard the show before, but we normally like them to say a little bit about, A, who they are, B, where they're from, and C, what do you do? All right. Well, my name is Chris Jones. I'm an account manager with a company called Image Trend. We do software development for EPCR along with other things in the medical industry. 
Um, we are based in Lakeville, Minnesota, and uh, we're here today to support one of our business partners, Phillips, and, and talk a little bit about uh, open systems and how that are, that benefits not only patient care but ourselves. So, and uh, so, what does ImageTrend do? I don't know if any. Uh, there might be. I know there's a lot of companies out there that create tablet PCR things, but tell me what does ImageTrend do specifically? So specifically, not only are we in the ePCR marketplace, we've done a lot of work with uh, state systems and collecting overall patient data on a statewide level, uh, working ourselves all the way down through the departments themselves, both fire and EMS. Um, it's interestingly enough only one of three of the divisions that we have at ImageTrend. Um, so that's our, our main is the EMS and fire industry working on state all the way down to the departments. Um, along with that, then we also have a, a workman's cop and an HR type division as well. So we've kind of spread our across uh, multiple industries. Started as a, a small startup company 12 and a half years ago and now grown to have over 140 employees and we're based in Minnesota. So it's been a, a great ride over the last couple of years. And uh, I'm a bit of a data geek, um, as you can imagine, because I am a geek. Uh, and I know a little bit about Image Trend. You guys have a lot of state um, organization or state EMS data systems as well. And I know you're in Minnesota, Nebraska. Um, tell me some of the well, others. Well, currently we have 24 states right now. Wow. And uh, we're in some contract negotiations to hopefully land a couple more before the end of the year, if not early in, uh, in the first quarter of next year. Um, so with 24 states, it would be a long list, but we have a, a great presence up in New England. Um, we've got a lot of uh, presence now starting to grow into the West Coast area. So um, it, it was definitely our niche market and how we got started. Well, and well, 24 states, that's almost half. <laughs> but I mean, I can... I'm a little slow, but I, I, can, I can calculate. Uh, do you also have Alaska or no? Uh, we do have the state of Alaska. Right, I've so. heard that. So not only the continental United States, but one more. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. So today I wanted to talk about Philips and what they're doing with some of their data. And I know that all these new cardiac monitors have all this data built in, and you and it has a plethora of data. I even know that our EPCR system has the ability to, to get the data out of our other uh, monitor-type system, and it ports it over. And sometimes it's a headache for the crews, and I'm sure that as a data programmer it's pretty hard. So why is that important for what you guys do? You know, it's really important because, you know, myself, not only working for a software company, I still work as the, in the fire EMS world. Um, and we all know that when we're around the street when you want to try and move data, it's not the, the most fun thing that we've had to do. It's an extra added task. But the easier it is for us, the easier it's going to be for anybody else receiving that. Now, as a software provider, the big thing that we look at is what company is going to work best with us to be able to integrate with. How are we going to get that information into our software? How are we going to be able to utilize it or have our developers right on top of that? Um, and Philips, for example, with what they've done with, the, with an open code, we've been able to integrate that directly into our software. So everything that goes out the door is already capable of handling any type of Philips integration. Um, we have a, another product called TapChart, which is a handheld that's being used out in San Diego. And that only integrates currently with Philips because of the, the open capabilities that it has. Um, so with that streamlined ability, quality patient care is what the end goal is. And the ability to do that on the hospital level, they don't have to have any extra type of software or extra type of system to be able to pull that information in. And, and that's a, the, the big benefit for us or the value add is to really show you know, how that capability of moving data from one end to the other and being as seamless and simple as possible, the patient at the end is going to really benefit with quality patient care. Well, once you, once you move that data, how easy is it to now transport to the hospital or transmit it to the hospitals because that's that's really just half the battle is once you get it from your monitor into your epcr 
now we've got to get it to the hospital. How is that working out? It's doing really well, actually. We utilize any type of Internet connectivity at all. Um, We've seen some vendors do different directions with us as far as moving data from one part to the other. Um, Of course, it's got to be secured, encrypted, but once it gets over, we're a web-based system, so once it becomes web, and right now we have what we call a hospital dashboard, any hospital that has any type of URL connectivity going to pull up that web page and not only are they seeing that patient's record but they can also look at any attachments on that chart hmm. i.e all their 12 leads and the six second strips that came across with it so it's very unique and having that capability of doing it with an open code is that diagnostic quality are they seeing that in diagnostic quality uh, diagnostic quality is only with phillips currently uh, we have two other vendors that we do a lot of work with and uh, it's written across the middle not for diagnostics uh, diagnostics so very cool uh hey if you're in the audience and you want a free t-shirt if you're in the audience, you want a free T-shirt, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Ah, nice try, Quibido. Uh, <laughs> so you've gotten a lot of free stuff. You're fine. Uh, so we're going to give away the shirt here in about 30 minutes. It's an EMS1.com shirt. It's brand new. If you have one from last year, um, wear it around the show floor. I hear there might be a giveaway if you're wearing an EMS1 shirt. There's only about 300 here at the show, and I hear there's about 7,000 registered. So I have a feeling that those are going to go fast. Um, so, Chris Jones, tell me how, once that data gets into your system, what do you do with it? I mean, do you, uh, as a software, I mean, maybe we're getting a little technical, but what happens to that data, um, and how, what about Philips makes it easy to do that? I guess when we talk about simplicity or what, what the ease is, with other providers we've seen, you know, somebody needs to install other software or to even view a six-second strip, or even getting into the 12-lead information. Uh, Philips has enabled us to not have those extras, um, and just utilizing our software and being able to put it out in a you know in PDF or, or a JPEG format, be able to pull that up, um, whether it be on a, you know PC, laptop, uh, mobile. We're seeing a lot more of the uh, requests that come in for iPads, uh, more on the hospital level to you know, be able to look at that data. Um, so having a partner like Phillips to be able to use that has been key for us, um, and we have a great working relationship together as well. How about the mining data? Are you able to mine that mine information out of that as well? Mining data is a little bit tougher because it is an attachment. Um, we can do you know just multiple layers on how to be able to search through that data or sift through that data to look at whether or not there's a 12 lead attached. Um, but bringing in the information, whether it be you know code markers or event markers or bringing in the, the blood pressures and, and everything off of that monitor, since that information is populating into our EPCR and pulling in uh, specific data elements for, for Nemesis and other qualities, then they can trend off of that data and mine down. Um, we see a lot more of our states start to do that as well, to really start mining data and, and use some of our other uh, newer systems for mapping and surveillance uh, to be able to start triggering uh, different events. My mic's off because I'm writing the level. Sorry. Uh, real quick question for you. Um, so Nimsys 3.0 is coming out. And how do you view uh, this data in the future being... Because I hear that, and maybe, again, I'm getting a little technical, but that, that data in Nimsys 3.0 is going to be HL7 compliant. And that means then the hospitals can get some of that data too. Are you guys working toward an integrated system between EMS and hospitals? Because I think when I was working in the state data system a few years ago, uh, that was one of the biggest requests we had is once the EMS system got onto it is how can we transfer this data seamlessly between the two? 
You're, you're exactly right. That's always been one of the big challenges as a, as a pre-hospital provider to be able to say how are we going to integrate that data into the hospital. And I think HL7 is definitely the right direction. Um, I don't know how quickly that timeline is going to go. I know that they've put their timelines on that. Um, HL7 carries its own you know, quality compliance type activities that are going to be around that, uh, how long that, that timetable is going to be. But end goal is to improve that patient care from end to end, whether it be you know from the time we pick them up on a 911 scenario all the way to their in-hospital experience. Um, so HL7 and 3.0 is uh, really going to change the market and the demographics for all the software for, you know, providers that are out there. Um, and we've definitely understand as a company what changes we need to make internally to become 3.0 compliant. We're definitely ahead of the ball game right now, um, but you're going to see a lot of changes in the marketplace over the next couple of years. Very cool. So Kyle, you're kind of a data geek. I just use it. Well, I know, but you use data in, a, in an interesting way. You use data to paint pictures. Paint, yes. Well, and well, paint them, not really paint. No. Create, create. Right. So let me ask you this: as a as a videographer and as a person that uses um, photography and things like that, how has open data standards in that industry moved it forward? I knew I was gonna, you knew I was going to ask that question. <laughs> you knew you were going to ask that one. <laughs> All uh, right, well, while I give you a chance to talk, hey, if you're in the audience and you want a free T-shirt, go get your food, come back here. We're going to give away a free EMS1 T-shirt here in about uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes till the free T-shirts start flying into the audience. Yes, and Brad Buck, you're going to come up next. So anyway, um, so is that enough time to think about it? <laughs> I make them look pretty. You do make them look pretty. Uh, well, you make me look pretty. Yes. No, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> no, so, I mean, I mean, I guess you know the thing I look at is is in terms of the data management. I'm more of, of a, a, a user of it, and we have just recently gone into a electronic PCR within the last few months, and it's been an adventure, especially for our older generation um, on there. And I've, I've seen a, a couple of uh, of our, our computers go flying or, or threaten to be thrown across across the room. And the one thing that we always run into is we get a lot of information and a lot of it doesn't seem to print out. Um, I spend more time entering data in, which is great data, but no one ever sees it you know, on that. Well, and that's a big key is that if we're putting in a lot of information, we want to be able to get information out of it. And I think everybody throughout the, you know, the food chain from you know, the end user that's putting that information in to the administrator all have different viewpoints on what they want to take out of that software. So how do we get the, uh, the end user to appreciate that? I mean, you know, these street guys, they really don't care. Mm. I, I shouldn't say they don't care, but, you know, it's not, it's not a priority of mine. Mine is taking care of my patient, making sure I get certain data on there. And a lot of that is through verbal report or through my narrative. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting process because if you think about the end user, you know, being a paramedic myself, you, you understand that, yeah, I've got to enter in all this information. I've got to just cover what I need to. I'm going to, you know, put all the information on the lines that are required to try and help give them the better picture is to really look at the patient care and, and what are we doing. Um, and it comes from the education from the top down to, to really educate our end users to say, look at what we're doing. It is very important. Uh, we're taking care of patients. You know, we're affecting their quality of life in, in most uh, respects. And it's different than just putting information into a chart, hmm. um, you know, and looking at that end goal and, and really molding or sculpting a picture. I'm a definitely a picture guy, so uh, the better the picture, and I like to paint in color. I don't like black and white. So. <laughs> but I guess the question is, do you, do you see, when we used to do the paper reports, I complete my report, I hand it to the nurse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they read it. Hopefully. I'm going to say that they read it. 
that now we have the data management, we go back, we run three or four calls because we're clearing that hospitals quicker, that they may not receive that patient report for three, four, sometimes up to 12 to 16 hours later. So do you think that electronic data collection is actually helping the patient out the way our paper reports used to? I'm going to say yes, because I think if you really look at what we're doing right now, especially with, at ImageTrend, for example, I mean, there's a lot of vendors that are out there. Um, but with ImageTrend, with our, our hospital dashboard product, it's, you know, as soon as I hit submit or sync and I am completed with that report, once it goes to the hospital, at that point, anybody can be able to grab that. And we're starting to see a lot more of the ER uh, physicians and docs start to say, I want to look at that chart. I want to see what they saw, um, which has really put a stress on our end users to say, make sure the data is in there, paint that picture, and use that narrative to the best of your ability because now these ER docs are starting to look at that. Um, and if they're attaching images or uh, photos of an MVA, for example, I mean, now you're starting to take uh, charting to a different level to, to really give them that, that visual picture. Well, I'll, I'll take this down a different track because I think you're heading down that way. But the only way we get people interested in what we're doing, at least in my view, is that we start, start actually using it for research and we start taking it to the next level with what we're trying to do. And we have, you can have a lot of buck, you can have this big bucket of data and you can keep pouring in the data. But, uh, you know, if you're not getting anything out of it, what good is it? I mean, really? And that's what I was kind of saying before with the mining software is that with, it, it made made our jobs easier when it came to uh, clinical CQI. You know, back in the old days before electricity, right. we were actually having to look at all these charts and make the determination of, okay, this was this, okay, this goes in this pile. But now it actually takes you longer to write the script to mine the data to say how many 50-year-old females with chest pain do we run on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> and we're able to pull that data out now. Right. And I think that that's where you're really able to affect your patient care uh, initially, you're given those charts, and this is what I did, and here it is, and you don't have to worry about writing. But later on, when you start to do clinical education based on your CQI, it makes it that much more easy for you to do that. And that's where these electronic chartings and the mining data really makes it easy for us to do our jobs as educators. But do you think the end user appreciates that? We, we, we had a couple of mm. software companies come in. Point. And the one software company did a great presentation. It's a great software, but... They talk from the point of you can do QA, you can do data retrieval, and he's talking in front of the end users, <laughs> our small group, who right. are the ones that are going to pick. We really don't. That's fine and dandy. We wanted to see what's the you know what's the software, you know how's it going to work, how's it going to run, and we had another group came in and they addressed us in terms of okay, this is how it works, and we won't get into in, into the situation uh, what we're having now, um, you know, with that. But, you know, how do you get the end user to appreciate that? It, 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 hey, I don't really care about your QA. That's, that's great. You know, that's wonderful. I got my job to do, you know, how's well, it going to help me? I think you're selling it on the fact mm. of giving them great education. And uh, do we need to teach people cardiology that know cardiology? You know, based on what we're seeing in our charting, you know, we really need to concentrate a little bit more on airway management. And, and let's show you why. And it's easier. Now you can put up things like uh, innovation success rate. Time to first shock. And you can use numbers and you could use uh, employees' names to say, this is where you're at. And I think that's where they're going to start to care about it. When they see that it's affecting patient care and how they're affecting patient care, right. I think that's where you get their buy-in. But as, as educators, as leaders, as managers, I think we want to look at it in the sense of saying, this is what I'm going to do for you because of this. And I'm going to make you a, make you a great, uh, 
We should try that again. Uh, make no, you that's a, fine. a great clinician. It's, it's nearly live. I'll edit that out. <laughs> okay, Not really. Make, right, yeah. make you a great clinician uh, in the end. And, and, and it's our products, it's our tools here that are going to do that for you. But it's only as accurate as what's put in there. I get everybody, I innovate, I'm just using this as an example here, but I innovate everybody in the first time. That I died. Right. Uh, but now, uh-huh. you know, and that's I mean, a whole other show, I think. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on innovation. But what Don't I'm saying is, is when you start looking at data and collecting data and posting things such as that, you're going to have a lot of that on there as well. And I think sometimes it actually becomes a negative reinforcement. Not to get into EMS leadership, but they, that's almost like an, a negative reinforcement to some, some, some folks. Yeah, there are, there, there are, you know, if people are going to chart, we're, we're going to trust our people to do the right thing. Right. Uh, there are some things that, you know, they, they're, Hopefully, they're going to be truthful on. Uh, we don't want to catch those people who aren't because that's a whole other area of, of integrity well, that we're doing. But there are some things, you know, when we talk about Philips and, and data management, one of the great things that about Philips, especially in their monitors, is with their QCPR, they're actually, it, it's actually taking all that information that you're using on that code and they're storing it within the monitors. And you can pull that out. And I've used that product myself, and I was able to conduct education based on individuals on how they were doing CPR. When I looked at that at that monitor initially, um, the salesperson says to me, come over here and you, you've been a paramedic for in your 20 years. Do, do what you think is good CPR. Right. i got to tell you, it wasn't. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that tool, uh, I would have never known that and I would have continued to think I was giving good patient care. Well, but when you bring that up, though, I think what's cool about that is now part of, part of making pe- making it easy for people to use, and I think image trend and the other data people are going to start understanding this is getting the data out of the thing that collects data and putting it into the report so I don't have to do all that extra work. Now I can spend time, A, dealing with my patient and B, writing a good narrative and getting the demographic and all that stuff that's important for billing Uh, but again, a different podcast. But uh, I think that we really need to look at how we we take the data that's already being generated, and that's where I think Philips has been at least a leader in getting that open data to us. And I think that that's what this is about. This is really what that's about. And just think about where we came from and where we oh, are. And I know. Where are we going to be? Know. Where are we going to be next year in Vegas, or you know, a couple years from now? San just, Diego. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> but I mean, it's just amazing where we've started and where we've gotten to. Oh uh, well. Chris, thanks for thanks for coming on. We're gonna we'll, we'll continue. We're gonna st- sit around and still chat. So if you want to hang out, that'd be great. Sure. Um, cool. And I know Brad wants to come up. So Kyle, can I kick you off? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dude. Hey, what, uh, 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 what? Where, can, where can people find you? Ah, people can find me on Twitter at ImageMedic. You can find me at KyleDavidBates.com or the other way or the other project is firstviewmoments.com which will be podcasting tomorrow afternoon. Oh, well, now Chris said he wants to leave. So yeah, actually, you're I'm staying. Gonna, I've, got a, I've got a meeting <laughs> I'm going to get to myself, so I'll let you stay. You get I'm the middle plug. Get, I know. How's where that, where, that, do you, where can people find you, Chris? I, I know you're going to like this. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Twitter, Chief of EMS. Yes. Uh, come on and see me and uh, we'll talk a little bit about leadership, but I'll be back a little bit later with you and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some good stuff at chief of ems chief of ems at twitter everybody no chief. at chief of ems at chief, that's that. right yes. whatever it is yes i know it's not dot com either well i know but here's the deal though what's really cool is uh my goal for you over the next um couple months is to get you at least to 100 followers maybe maybe 200 200 i'd be happy with just two followers <laughs> i'm following you that's right does my wife count that's, 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 yeah, well, that, that's, that's, that's two right, that's two right there <laughs> that's, per, that's pretty important thanks chris All thanks right, for we'll coming on thank you chris thank you. <laughs>
Uh, now coming up is Brad Buck. Thanks, man. You can slide out. Oh, we made that easy. Yeah, I can tell. Hey, if you're in the audience and you want a free T-shirt, come on up. Free T-shirt time. Free T-shirt time. Oh, dude, look, you're walking up at the right time. EMS, uh, EMS1.com, do you want the free T-shirt? If you're wearing it around, are you on duty? Oh, okay, cool. Rock on. Now, if you wear that around they, uh, and EMS1 sees you, EMS1.com sees you wearing that around, you might win something. That's all I'm saying. You've already won a free T-shirt. It can't get any worse. I mean, seriously. Well, nice job. Hey, and your name's Chris, so we love that. Nice job. Right on. We have three Chris's and four Chris's, and now we have the Brad Buck. Wow. Hello. He, hey, you look taller in person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was the joke last night. Anyway. So, uh, how you been? Very good. Have you have to almost time. lick the mic. Almost lick it. Almost lick it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, uh... Brad, uh, how was your flight in, and how was it? How? What do you think of the show? Have you ever been to something like this? Uh, I have, yes. Oh, I've okay. been to EMX oh, a, a no. few times. All right. Well, it's pretty fun, though, huh? It's a great time. Did we have fun last night? Last night was uh, more amazing than I could have uh, ever imagined. Oh yes, we love that. Mm. Uh, we were at House of Blues last night. Tonight we'll be at the Fire EMS Blogs meetup so if you're if you're watching this come on out for that and if you're on twitter and you want to see me beat kyle david bates at darts come on by because we'll be at penguins on main street 14 1404 main street there in a downtown dallas and a half and well a half. the half is means you have to go up some stairs but anyway we hear it's uh, like three dollar drink night and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun i promise that i won't hit you with a dart that's good because last time, you know. I know. There was a little bit of blood. Yeah. There was a little bit of blood. That's all right. <laughs> Luckily, you have good health insurance. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't Steve Worth. Where is he? <laughs> hey, no. Steve Worth just walked by a little bit ago. So you guys are at the show. And Chris, have you ever been to an EMS Expo? I have. Right I have. on. Both as uh, an attendee and as a vendor. So, Are you a paramedic as well? I am. Uh, recovering or still? I'm recovering paramedic oh, nice. now. Okay. Uh, but I still do work in the fire uh, the, the fire world and I uh, continue to do that very actively. So Very cool. Right on. And so have you had a chance to walk around a little bit and, fi- and see some, some of the stuff? Yeah, it, it always amazes me when you come out to these events because when you get here and you actually set up a booth, it doesn't look nearly as nice. The red carpet's not down or the blue <laughs> carpet's not down. But then when you come in the next morning, I mean, everything's you know going in, in full steam and you know, lots of people and lots of great activities and people to meet. So, Right on. And uh, do you have anything you really want to check out while you're here other than hanging around your booth? You know, I haven't had time to really go out and look, but I know uh, there's there's a couple uh, neat things that are flashy and blinky, so I'm probably going to have to go check those Ooh, out. Ooh, we love the tchotchkes. If, Ooh, you, if, like. you, if you're interested and you bring us the best tchotchke from the show floor, I've already found one, and I think I might win the prize. No, I'm teasing. I can't win. I can't win my own contest, but there are some really good tchotchkes. And if you're wondering what a tchotchke is and you're walking by and going, oh, my God, what are these people talking about? It's those really cool freebies that you get at all the booths. So... Come on by and show us the best tchotchke. If you show us the best tchotchke on Friday, we will give you a prize. It's a great T-shirt from EMS One. And uh, so, have you got? How about you two? What have you guys seen out here that you really want to see? Uh, I just got into the. F- oh, you, this oh, yeah, we've got here. here. Oh, I haven't sorry. seen much. All right. Flashy I need, stuff. I need a like horizontal. I need a horizontal uh, scissor holder for my belt. Really? That's what I'm. That's at. that's all you need. That's all I need. If I get You're that, I'm pretty, happy. Wow, I will buy that for you. Then will you leave? If anyone listening has <laughs> wow. the horizontal scissor me to beat you for Kyle. <laughs> I just want you to leave tonight, and then tomorrow you can come back. You That's, just don't want me to beat you. No, I, well, I, well, I just want to win by a no-show. Is that okay? Oh, a no-show? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely not. Darn. Oh, man. 
Well, we're excited. I'm, I'm pretty sure even if he doesn't show up, you're still going to lose, Chris. Uh, oh, man. I think I've already lost, man. Um, if you're wondering what we're talking about, follow us on Twitter, and you can come to the Dart Tournament tonight. Hey, there's a dude that was out with us last night. Hey, man. How are you? can't remember his name, but I can't remember half my... I can't Our remember Russ. Oh, Russ. With you. With you. With you? With, uh, with right. all of us. We were all together last night? Oh, man. I don't remember. It was, it was a long night. Um, well, I'm personally excited for a couple of things. One, we actually found out this morning that EMS Magazine and EMSResponder.com and EMS Expo are all going under one brand, and it's going to be called EMS World. What do you guys think of that? It's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're more, you're taught, you're a lot, um, can I say talkier? That's not even a real word, but I'm going to say it. Um, you're a lot you're a lot more verbose. During, verbose. Whoa. Whoa I dug I, deep whoa. in the dictionary wow. for that one. That's a big uh, word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're a lot more verbose on the, uh, on the podcast where you're not sitting alone in your underwear. So what, what's the deal, dude? I mean, seriously. Why aren't you? Why aren't <laughs> you, you don't you t- know he's got the camera on <laughs> while you're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, no. Um, so the point of EMS World, as Scott Cravens told us yesterday, is the idea that it's an EMS, it's, everything under one brand name and kind of this idea of EMS world, uh, not necessarily that it's EMS globe or something like that, but uh, what do you guys think about kind of rebranding everything and bringing it under, besides it's good, Brad, I would like a little <laughs> bit more explanation than that. Uh, what, what about it is good? Uh, it makes it easy to find it all. Right. In, in, in reference to it, in one sentence, you're not referencing... EMS Expo on the second you're discussing the magazine and the website it's all, it's all lick one. the mic closer there it's, you go it's all one right well you know I think that uh, EMS I, what I like about it is it. you know what I actually went to EMS Expo for three years before I realized it was tied to the magazine how sad is that uh, I mean seriously as a street medic I right. didn't know no, I mean, I think it's in terms of marketing, it's it's a great tool to do because now it all relates, it all works together. There, there's going to be no question as to who is running EMS. You know, well, EMS Expo now, you definitely know what it is. You want to go to the website. It's going to allow for uh, crossover between the magazine and right. and the website, and so it's just going to be one easy thing instead of trying to remember all different different names. Very cool. Well, I I, li- I like the idea. I'm I can't wait to see the first magazine. Uh, Scott assured me yesterday that all the same uh, writers and editors are going to be there still. But I think that just kind of this rebranding will maybe just kind of bring it all together. And what my hope is is that you get more magazine-ish in the website and more website-ish in the magazine. And it just kind of all flows together. You're really just making up words. Today, I am. You, Chris? I am. That's because I'm tired. So, you know. Why? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun night. Um, no, so... But beyond that, is it important, though, as we look toward um, EMS media and the future of what we're doing here, and I always digress into this while we're here because I think it's important, that things be branded as one thing. I think Jamie and I were talking about it last night, that as you, uh, whatever you create, you are kind of the product of that creation. So uh, KyleDavidBates.com, that's going to be you forever. I mean, until you let it die. I mean, it's on the internet, it's it's out there. 
So whatever you start out with, you kind of are stuck with. And that's what uh, Scott had said yesterday is we've kind of acquired all this stuff as we went along, and it was really hard for us to bring it all together. Right. And, and I think for them to just to, to bring it all under one thing has been very important. Now you see ProMed Network. We've also got EMSRadio.com. So we're starting to think about that, too, is how do you, how do you conglomerate everything into one thing so people can go to one place and get the entire package? Um, we all know that uh, Scott's even told me before, print's hard, and it's dying, and they know that, and it's expensive to create. So if they have abilities to get their message out globally, um, internationally, with um, the website and other methods, they said even a lot of international people come to this show, and I think that that's going to increase their reach that much more. Did anyone see the cartoon today? I think someone said it was in USA Today that shows... uh like a picture of a bookstore window. It says, books brought to you by social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Chris Jones, you didn't know you're in social media now. No, I did not know. Do you have a Twitter name? Um, I do. I believe it's at cjones203. Oh. Okay. Do you have any followers? I have a couple. You actually. will now. Uh, you will after today. At cjones203. We're going to start Twittering that up. Yep. Uh, does Image does Image Trend have a Twitter? We do, and I believe it's at Image Trend EDS. Oh, very cool. Okay. What does EDS stand for? Emergency Data Systems. Ah, very cool. So, good question. We get that a lot. Yes. Well, you, you never know how those names, because somebody may have image trend already, so you never know how you get it. So, yeah, it, it pays to be an early adopter sometimes. It also stinks. But that's okay. You know, I understand. Well, and social media has been interesting because we get to see a lot of different things. And we had one of our clients actually uh, show up on our Facebook page giving us a compliment. and. Um, interesting. But, you know, that's what's cool about social media for me is even on this, this is a one-hour time when people have to actually have something in their headset and they're listening to it with intent. You know, it's not a magazine where you flip by it or it's not a TV commercial that you walk to the bathroom and you, you know, it's something that people actually have to listen to. So even if we're talking about your product, people, it's, it can be part of a show. And that's why I think radio and that kind of media still have a place um, even though radio is becoming harder, but uh, it can exist on the internet forever. I, I think the John Mitchell. Oh my gosh! Hey, <laughs> you should have been here earlier. I'd have gotten you a T-shirt, man. But yeah, I guess the question is, how long is it going to be, you know, or how long is it going to take industry to start saying, "Wow, there's a social media, an hour of uninterrupted discussion." When they're going to start saying, "Wait a minute, I can toss in a thirty-second blurb, you know, in the middle of the podcast, right. or, or a minute," and and then where's it going to go from there? Right. So that's going to be, I think the next step is we're going to start seeing the recognition of social media as industries right. um, start to say, hey, people are listening to you. You are, oh, Chris, how many people are downloading EMS Garage? What's uh, your account? Total, well, our total brand, we're hit on three pod, four podcasts now. We have about 150,000 uniques a month, and we're getting. Uh, probably around fifty or sixty thousand downloads out of that. So that's not really all that bad. I mean, that's pretty pretty darn good. I I'm mean, a little afraid people listen to me that much. I'm you know, a little afraid that. of that. <laughs> but then, but then you start getting the the the, the companies, you know, sponsors, you know, and you think about you know what it costs to be here, right? And, oh, and, yeah. and here they're reaching what five thousand? I think we're yeah. at about here yeah, seven seven thousand seven thousand yeah, is what they told me. Yeah. You know, for that. So you know, look at the the costs and stuff. And this is right. something that's easy. Go on there. It's thirty seconds and. It's, I think it's going to be where it's going to go. It's going to be advertisements. Well, but, but even Chris said earlier, he's like, hey, you know, somebody gave us a compliment on Facebook. I did that the other day to a company that I just downloaded their product on my Mac. And I said, hey, I love this great new thing. They Twittered me back. 
they don't know me from anybody, but I gave them a compliment, and now everybody that's following them saw that. So, I mean, to me, I think that's kind of a cool way that, that if your product's awesome, people are going to know about it because of that social media aspect. It just becomes a lot more socialized. <clears throat> I don't want to say socialized because that's a bad word, but anyway, you don't know what I mean. I'm, I'm coming up with words, Brad, because yes. I'm trying to fill time as I'm, watch, I'm, as I'm <laughs> staring at you. Is that why you can't talk? Because I'm staring at you? I don't think so. Okay, all right, we can both stare at him. All right. It's, <laughs> he's getting red. Except now I'm looking at <laughs> He is getting red. <laughs> the social media aspect, I think, from the point of view of, you know, you take Image Trend, for example, because you're, you're sitting right here. They can post updates, new oh, advertisements, right. uh, any of that sort of stuff, something that deals specifically with their product. And they could get it out there to a whole audience at zero cost. It's it's free. It's That's free. crazy. I agree. And the same with doing that with uh, with something like Facebook, as opposed to if you're putting it into print media or even uh, you know uh, a podcast, you can charge. We'll, right. We'll plug you in. You know, we'll plug you for X amount of money for you supporting us, something of that nature. But it, it ends up being this easy way for people to get to get the word out or try to get people to to check out their product. And all it takes is if you get one or two people that come across to you through me or through someone else from Twitter, and then they check you out, suddenly you may have a new client that wasn't going to exist you know, beforehand. Right. And why everyone isn't doing it I, is beyond me. Well, because it kind of seems scary and hard. I mean, before I started, I was like, eh, and I was an early adopter in Twitter. I, I signed up for my, my Twitter account two months after it, it started. I never used it for about a year and a half, and I barely still use it, but I mean, I still, it's, uh, I don't know you, if people care. I mean, why do, does you anybody use know? Twitter while watching football and listening to music. That's true. I do. You set yes, a record I do. that that's night true. for the most tweets I've ever seen come out of Geeky Medic. Yes, that's right. I'm, I think I'm up to 2,000 in two years. Whew. But I was, I was very late getting into it. I mean, just earlier this year. And, well, that's how I really met all these people. It's because of Twitter or Facebook is the reason right. I'm here. Right. But, you know, about almost 90% of my business has come through Emus Garage. Really? Oh, absolutely. Most of the stuff that comes through it is... I'm charging you from now on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's slowed down a little bit, but, you know, it's oh, like, hey, okay, I, I've, I've right. heard you on EMS Garage. I've heard you on EMS Garage, and that's where, wow. you know, a lot of my business came through. Sweet, dude. I'm, I would have had no idea who you that. were if it wasn't for EMS Garage. Woo, and I'd have no idea where Tonawanda is. At least you can pronounce it there. I can, I, I, hey, I'm getting better. It generally takes me a few times. Thank God Chris has an easy name to pronounce, Chris Jones. Whew. Not too difficult. Both yeah, first yeah, and what's Chris's name that just left? Chris Sabalero. I've got it now. He, you know why? Because he actually said it to me in front of me, and I watched him use... Uh, for me, it's a very... I'm a visual learner. I've always been that way. And literally, I may know your face, but I m- won't re- probably remember your name. It's the worst thing Thanks. I've ever had. I'm sorry. I'll remember that tomorrow what was or, your late, name or later tonight. Yeah, I know. Well, it's probably true. I can barely remember who I am most of the time. <laughs> I, open, I look in the m- mirror in the morning, and I'm like, really? Is that me? No. So see, Chris, this is how this show goes. It's really bad. Most people just insult me, which is a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, we are coming up on our two-minute warning before we need to turn our podcast over to the next Gen Med show. If you're interested in Gen Med, that is the uh, generational, well, younger generation show. Um, Natalie reminded me last night that uh, she's been alive as long as I've been in EMS. A little scary. Yep. A little scary. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but if you want a fresh new perspective, watch, watch and listen to genmed.com or watch it right here in the audience. Uh, Chris, 
Jones, where can people find you on Twitter? And tell us a little bit about Image Trend and where people can find that website as well. So Twitter, I believe. I don't use it as much, at cjones203. And uh, as far as Image Trend, we're at uh, imagetrend.com. Or if you want to get more in-depth with our EDS division, imagetrend.com slash EDS. And I'll give you all the information you need to know about our, our company. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Chris. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. And Kyle David Bates, I'll let you plug it one more time, even though you've already plugged it. Hey, you asked me to. All right. At Image Medic and KyleDavidBates.com. Right on. Firstfewmoments.com. And First Few Moments is coming up later today. You want to plug that show, too? No, that's that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Sorry. I'm looking a day ahead. Sorry. It's this day. Brad Buck, where can people find you? You can find me with that name on Facebook, at CFMedic33 on Twitter, and lifeupcloseandpersonal.blogspot.whatever. You're writing now. That's good. Yes. Good for you. Only a few weeks in. but. That's all I've got for you. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm Chris Montero, Geeky Medic. You can find me on all those websites. Thanks for watching this episode of EMS Garage, sponsored by the Zoll Podcast Studio. And specifically for this show, um, we thank Philips and Image Trend for coming on and talking about everything that has to do with open data management and just really bringing us the next level of EMS. I think data and how we can be open in what we do in the industry. So I'm Chris Montero for EMS Garage. Join us in just a couple more minutes, or if you want to download the next episode, go ahead. See you soon. EMS Radio.